Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Yes, and welcome to Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, on this Tuesday, June 23rd morning. We are live and in living color, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern Time. That's the phone number, 844-843-6879. Again, toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Office of Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, officeofpicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott Icon, and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls over the next two glorious hours right here on Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly, Scott West. So no truly does mean yes in this case. Cunningham says yes to OKC, slash S. The first of many, Columbus sails away. Did Leach sign up for this? Book him, Dono. Book it. Wetzel versus Tyson. This one's for John and scalping the Redskins. We'll get to all those stories again. Push your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here on a Tuesday edition of Bagels and Bad Beats on this uh, June 23rd. How are you, my friends? You're truly doing well, although the day is uh, barely underway. But it is underway. Hopefully it is for you as well. Feel free to chime in. The big news of the day. The MLB folks have said yes, but that means no, and no means yes, and figure it all out. But basically, the Players Association said no to the owner's proposal, which means it gives the owners the okay, the yes to go ahead, the commissioner anyway, uh, to implement a season that he figures is is good for everyone. Now, the owners still have to sign off on that, but we all know Rob Manfred's not going to do it stupid. He's not going to try and implement something that uh, the, the owners don't want. But it, it's, it's, it's no for the players means yes for the owners. I don't know all that talk last week about the show me when and where and we'll be there for the players and it all kind of went up in smoke, I suppose. But I guess this is good news. We'll break it all down coming up right here on a Monday, or a Tuesday. Bagels and Bad Beats. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Tuesday morning with your school, Scott Wetzel. Thinking of you again right up until 7 a.m. Eastern Time, as we always do, Monday through Friday, 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. Hopefully your morning is getting underway well. So all's well that ends well, perhaps, for uh, Major League Baseball fans, because the good news, you know, there's always good news, and you always got to temper it with, uh, you know, some reality. So the good news is the players yesterday voted to reject the owner's plan, and that, in essence, gave the owners the right to implement any plan that they want. You know, quite frankly, I I don't understand that. We're not going to accept a 60-game schedule 
because it's not enough games. So we're going to give you, in essence, permission to implement a 50-game schedule. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Why would they do that, you ask, right? I mean, that's the logical question. The executive board, 30 uh, representatives and then the eight-member subcommittee, whatever they are, uh, voted 33 to 5. So you did have a little bit of dissenting vote there with, with five uh, players voting yes on the owner's proposal. But, you know, why would they vote, Scott? no to a 60-game proposal, knowing full well the owners really only want a 50-game proposal, and if that's what they want to implement, then that's what they're going to implement. Um, I, you know, there's not a positive, absolute answer to this. This, this should have been dissected by the four-letter network and all the other dopey media members a little bit more, but the, the major thing is that the players retain their right to grieve the terms of the agreement that they signed in March. But We've read time and time and time again, you know, that was the one thing that the owners kept on saying, you know, we don't want to implement our right to just throw any system out there. We want to do this hand in hand with the with the players and we don't want the players to come back and file a lawsuit against us. And the players have repeatedly said over the last week, we won't do that. We won't do that. Now, are they going to look like a bunch of liars? You know, it's one thing to lie to the owners, but it's one thing to lie to the American public. You know, they've said that, again, repeatedly, that they will not file any lawsuits against the owners, but they do retain that right. So is, is that what this is all about, that they don't want to sign off because they want to be able to sue later on, even though they've said repeatedly they won't? It, it seems kind of stupid to me. It, it really does. I mean, listen, I'm no brain surgeon here, but if you don't want 60 because it's not enough, why would you allow them to sign up for 50 then? I, I, I don't get that. I, I really don't. Now, the other concern, if you're the owner, I know why they want the players on board, because the players now could say, well, all right, you have that right. You know, go ahead and implement a 48 or 50 game schedule or heck, you can make it 60 if you want. But uh, we're not playing. And ultimately, they hold the hammer. They really do on this, which is why this thing has lasted as long as it has. In that with the coronavirus and the scares, especially now that these viruses are popping up even more so in the three you know, supposed hub cities, whether it's California or states, Texas uh, or Florida, you know, or Arizona, rather, not, not California, but Arizona, Arizona, Texas and Florida, you know, the, the virus is now popping back up again. So you may get pissed off players that just say, all right, you know what? You won't go for 70 games. You won't go for 80 games. You want to do your dopey little system of 50 or 60 games? Go ahead, but do it without us. You have the right to implement that, and we have the right, according to their agreement back in March, to, to walk away because of the health. So what, hap what happens if an entire team, you know, you, you may, I'm sure, as the, WA, the WNBA is finding out, you, you're going to get, and the NBA for that matter, you're going to get a couple of guys that are going to say it's not worth it, uh, you know, bigger fish to fry with the social unrest and this and that, it's too scary. But what happens if you get an entire team? What happens if all the All-Stars get together and, and basically collude and say, hey, listen, you know, would baseball go on with the top 40 players? I don't know. You know, you know, all those tweets that we read yesterday from Bryce Harper and Mike Trout last week about, you know, show us and tell us when and where you know, we're all set to go. You know, if they now turn around and say, no, they're not going to play because, you know, they're afraid of the coronavirus, you know, how is that going to look? But what would happen, you know? What would happen if you got uh, every team's going to be different? You pick a team, you know, make it the most you know obscure team there is. You know, maybe the Pittsburgh Pirates. But even if the Dopey Pirates or you know Marlins, even if they said you know we don't want to play, um, you know, what would Major League Baseball do?
what's the limit? You know, would they be able to use minor leaguers? Would a team do that? Is that fair to all those hub cities? Because listen, if you're having a team like Miami slash Florida um, be in your hub and they're playing with 35 minor leaguers, and we all know the Marlins stink anyway, um, you know, that's not fair to the other team. So I wonder where, you know, what they would do if an entire team or how many players it would take for Major League Baseball just to say, all right, you know what, we tried, we failed. If you guys aren't going to be on board on this, then then what's what's the point? Um, it, it's not, I would be curious to know that. Trevor Bauer, who's, you know, seemingly a voice with the players, tweeted out last night, it's absolute death for this industry to keep acting as it's been. Both sides were driving the bus straight off a cliff. How is this good for anyone involved? COVID-19 already presented a lose, lose, lose situation, and we've somehow found a way to make it worse. Incredible. Well, uh, you know what I would tell you, Trevor, and, and I generally like Bauer. I, you know, he's a big mouth, but that's okay in my book. Do something about it. You know, I don't know if he's one of the 30 reps. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's Cincinnati's representative, but, but stand up and make a, you know, make a statement and say, listen, let's, let's do something. You know, um, forget about complaining. You're in a position to maybe change some minds, maybe convince some executive members that this is worth it. You know, what's the point? It's one stupid season. What are we bitching and complaining about? One lousy season, which is only going to be a quarter of the season anyway. Why are we fighting over something that might not even happen anyway because of the virus outbreak now in Florida and Texas and in Arizona? I mean, he's right in his tweet, but that doesn't mean anything. You know, it's saying like the, you know, uh, there's social unrest. Okay, there is. Okay, but do something about it. Change it. You know, make it so we don't have social unrest. You know, do something about this, Trevor. You know, get with your players. You know, if the Cincinnati Reds as a whole stood up and said, hey, listen, we are on board. It's only 50 games. Who? Something's better than nothing. We're trying to do something right here. We're trying to throw Major League Baseball fans uh, a bone here by having a season some way, somehow. Do more than just go to your stupid Twitter account and tweet out some dopey comments about how this is wrong. You're in a position to do something, Trevor. Go ahead and do it. So we'll see. So now the latest is uh, the owners want the players to report by July 1st. As you heard, Dan, maybe in our update, say that that's expected, according to the four-letter network, to get approved. Um, and then they also have to agree on all the uh, virus safety rules, which is, you know, obviously a big concern. And that's that's the next step. This thing has just gotten underway. They are far, far from having an agreement. You know, what happens now if a player uh, comes down with the virus? You know, what are they going to do about that? Heck, they haven't. I don't know how they're going to report when we don't even know where they're reporting to. You know, how, how are they reporting July 1st? when nothing has been finalized as far as what cities, what facilities, what hotels, which teams are going where. I know there was a proposal, you know, that was released about a month or so ago, but that was never finalized. Maybe that's exactly where it is, but they've never absolutely positively finalized that. So I, I think it's kind of, an, you know, optimistic that they can get this all done by July 1st. But, uh, you know, they're, they're all going to report but where are they going to play? Not, that's the thing. You know, they're not all going to play in their in their home cities. They're going to train there at this point. But th they don't even know that necessarily. So it seems optimistic July 1st. I really, you know, let's hope the players overall approve it. I, I don't know why they would approve. When they have the ability to say no, as they still have by just saying, it's too scary. Uh, sorry, not, not playing. I don't know why they would approve a plan that you know figures to be 50 or 60 games max when they just rejected a plan 
that had 60 games max. So what is the difference between being on board or, you know, being it thrown in my face and saying, okay, we're, we have to show up. They, they don't have to show up. Ultimately, they don't have to. Ultimately, if they're that pissed with the owners and if they really don't want to play, whether it's because it's not long enough, whether it's the virus concerns, ultimately, all they have to do is just vote no. And that's that. You know what? We have too many guys that are staying out. You can have your season MLB. You want to play with minor leaguers, knock yourself out. But a majority of all the players on all the teams have voted no because they're afraid of the virus. That's the end of baseball. And we'll go down this road all for nothing. All for absolute nothing. That's what they should have been asking the players. Hey, guys. Maybe they got their answer. Maybe they know the answer is no, we're not playing open this day. Let's get our way. Crazy. 844-843-6879. Phone calls coming up. We're going to talk about on a Tuesday. Vegas and Bad Beach. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bengals and Bad Beats on this Tuesday morning with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, 844-843-6879, our toll-free telephone number as always, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. So baseball players say no, owners say yes, and here we sit on whether we'll actually have a season or not. We'll see how long it takes for the commissioner to come up with his proposal, whether it's 50 games, whether it's 60 games. Now, the owners could also reject any proposal that he puts forth, but I don't anticipate that. I mean, they, they voted unanimously to give him the ability to implement a system, and again, he's not implementing a system that's anything radical that they all already haven't approved, so that, that would be shocking, so, but they do have that ability, uh, but they only need 75% of the vote, which actually is really not that much. I'm a little surprised about that, but I'll tell you, the baseball players, they, they couldn't F this up anymore. They really, they, they could not screw this up anymore. I had a phone call that mentioned that in my podcast, and it's true. You know, I like to give credit where credit is due. If you went to the Major League Baseball Players Association and said, listen, guys, let's have some fun. We're not having the baseball season with the virus going on, but we need to be kept in the news. We want people talking baseball for better or worse. You know, any news is good news. So let's let's design a system where we can keep ourselves in the news and just screw it up as much as humanly possible. Just get all the negative publicity that people can muster. Just do everything. So you could not do anything worse than what the players are doing if they were told to do this stuff on purpose. They really couldn't, you know. Tell people you're going to have a season, then back off a season, throw ridiculous requests out there, demand money when people are losing jobs. You know, save millions of dollars is not enough. We want more when people are losing jobs. You know, make it seem like you're ready to sign on a dotted line no matter what proposal is given. Then reject that proposal as they did yesterday. I mean, you, you could not screw this up any more. Public Relations 101 backwards for Major League Baseball players. What a bunch of pompous asses. They really are. Orlando Pride, who are they? 
Well, they're in the uh, NWSL, I guess that's soccer, Challenge Cup. They withdrew after having 10 people, including six players, test positive for the coronavirus. I bring it up only because, you know, the show will go on for the NWSL, which I guess is holding some tournament in Salt Lake City. So, But I wonder, again, back to baseball and the NBA and, and the NHL, for that matter, if an entire team dropped out of its league, would they continue? Or would they say, all right, one is, is too many. We can't have this at all. I wonder if there was an NBA team with the postseason, an NHL team with the postseason, you know, set to get underway shortly here. I wonder if one team came down with it and they said, we just can't do it. Would, would they just wave the white flag on it as well? But you're getting more and more. I mean, it's sad. Um, you know, NFL players coming down with it. You know, NBA players dropping out for various reasons. Um, I, I really, like I said, I hate to be pessimistic because I'm such an optimistic person. Uh, but I don't think when everything is said and done, I just don't think unless these teams are just absolutely positively hell bent on having a full season. But I really have my doubts uh, so far. No arrests in the Bubba Wallace noose situation. Nice job by the NASCAR drivers yesterday during the race that was postponed from Sunday. They held it yesterday down in Alabama. And uh, they uh, honored uh, Wallace in essence. You know, uh, all the race car drivers, you know, pushed his car to the front of the field before the race. Uh, a little show of solidarity, you know, showing him support, which was good. Uh, all after they found the noose in his garage on Sunday. Again, FBI is investigating. So far, no arrests. What's even more disturbing for me is so far, no detail also. You know, I want to, when did it happen? When did they find it? Uh, is it possible that they don't have any videotapes in a NASCAR garage? I mean, I really, I find that amazing that there wouldn't be. You know, maybe you say they shut them off when no one's around, but that's when they would be on, right? I, I mean, you don't need videotapes when, when people are around, per se. You need them when no one's around. So I, I, I don't understand why, you know, and if that's the case, then that's the case. Let me know. You know, wouldn't that be, if you're covering NASCAR, you know, if, if you're Fox or the four-letter network, or one of the other channels that covers this goofy sport religiously, wouldn't that be the first question you ask Bubba Wallace's people? Hey, listen, don't you have videotapes of this stuff? Uh, you know, aren't there people there 24-7 guarding your car on race day? Oh, by the way, also, you know, how is it possible that a garage on race day would be completely empty? You know, when was it found? You know, was it, you know, found early, earlier in the morning overnight? Is it possible in the afternoon? There's no videotapes of your garage inside. There's no videotapes of your garage outside. I mean, listen, they, they booked the guy. Now, it was pretty easy to find him. You know, they basically was tackled in the bar. But the, uh, the fine police department in South Dakota, which I'll get to here in a second, they were able to book a suspect and the guy that, uh, you know, clocked Dallas, uh, Dallas uh, Godert, right, in, in one day. I don't understand why this is taking so long. I know it's only been one day, but I, it just, it seems to me it would be pretty easy. Unless, you know, if you want to throw the conspiracy, two conspiracies. One, it never really happened. Two, it's somewhat of significance and NASCAR is afraid. Despite all the public, you know, outcry and despite all the public statements they're making about how they want to find out who this is and kick him out of NASCAR, I brought it up yesterday. What if it turns out it's a prominent person? 
What are they, are, are they really going to have the balls to kick that person out of its sport? I would think so. I'd like to think so. I don't care who it is. Give me the biggest name in the world of NASCAR, and if you find out he did it, then you got to kick him out. But it just, it just seems kind of weird that, you know, two days really later, and maybe even three days if you want to say it happened Saturday night, all day Sunday, all day Monday, and now we're into Tuesday. So, you know, a couple of days later, and we have nothing. Very strange. Very. All right, to the phones we go, uh, 844-843-6879. As always, LL John in Manhattan starts off our program. Morning, John. How are you today, bud? I'm doing really well, Scott. Good morning. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. Yesterday I was uh, ruminating on the Bubba Wallace incident, and I'm looking at the guy. He seems like such a nice kid. He's he has no hate in his heart. His dad's white. He's totally beloved in the sport. And I'm thinking, I just kept telling myself there's something more to this story. So I did a little bit of a deep dive, and it turns out that at this raceway at the Talladega Super Speedway, the garages all have nooses dangling down. Before you say, hold on, John, what's going on? Yeah, hold on, John. Uh, I would expect this from you. Go ahead. <laughs> it's a pulley. So these doors have garage doors all have pulleys, and I'm going to repeat myself, but you pull on the rope and the garage door opens. So right. this person said, my guess on the noose incident in Talladega, watch this video, look closely, the Talladega garage doors, each one has a rope hanging down with a loop on the end to pull down the doors. One probably broke and somebody just tossed it aside. Then the crew member found it and thought it wasn't something uh, it shouldn't be. And now NASCAR is trying to figure out how to explain their stupidity. So it's a small noose. It's about the size of a fist. And they all exist at the Talladega Motor Speedway in all of the garages. It's just a pulley mechanism. You yank it and the door goes up. You know what, John? I know exactly... I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, my dad's garage, um, you know, now you have all the electronic garages, but I remember growing up, you know, um, I, I know it, it just, it hangs down and, and you pull it and that pulls the garage door up and it pulls the garage door down. Can you imagine if that's it, John? That it, it's something so stupid as that, that the, the rope snap, we'll just say, someone picked it up and that's why it goes back to what I was saying. I want to know the details. Was it actually hanging from the ceiling or did someone just throw it in there? And that's what they're assuming when they say they found the noose. It was thrown on the ground or thrown on a table versus, you know, actually hanging from the ceiling. Oh, how stupid would they look if that's all it was? Or that's the excuse they have to say, you know, if it was someone of significance and someone just says, man, I just effed up, I was drunk, I was kind of making a joke and it didn't go over well, maybe that's the excuse they could use as well. In 2017, NASCAR had a garage cam walkthrough, kind of a behind-the-scenes thing, this video, official video, and they just showed what the guys were doing in the garage, prepping for races, and these so-called nooses are evident in this uh, official video. And I think it's significant that Bubba hasn't seen the news himself. He's allegedly never seen it. So I would think if he actually saw it and how small it was, the size of his fist, and someone's like, Bubba, here's a noose left in your garage, he'd be like, you mean the pulley thing that's dangling down from the door (laughs) that obviously snapped in half? So I think someone in his camp is not letting the uh, facts stand in the way of a good rant and a good PR moment. And 
you know, I really hope this didn't happen, but it sounds like there might be a plausible explanation and the cat's out of the bag and now they're in, you know, CYA mode, if you know what I mean, because this is getting out, <laughs> it's getting away from everybody. Hopefully when you it's looked just up the an story, innocent explanation. When you looked up the story, John, were you able to see the news? Did they show a picture of it, of it when you looked it up or you just were just reading about this or heard it from your buddy? No, there's an official video. There's a link. It's a NASCAR video, like, behind the scenes, let's walk through the garages at Talladega Motor Speedway. Right, right, And, right. you know, it's a, it's a passing moment where you see these things dangling down. They're focusing on the cars and the engineers and the tires and all that kind of stuff. But these are these very small things are hanging down, I think, on either side of the garage door. And, yes, is there a small noose at the end of it? Well, yeah, I guess – is, but it's basically the size of your hand, and you, I guess you just grab it and yank down, you know, like almost like a ripcord. So um, wow. there we are, Scott. I appreciate your input on this. Yeah, thanks, John. Thanks, uh, thanks yeah. for the information. That would, wow, if that turns out what this really is, and they're making a whole big shinding of it um, for whatever reason, because they feel like they can't get out of it or because they just want to exploit it either way. Wow, that would not be cool. Not cool at all. Bagels and bad beats on a Tuesday morning with yours truly, Scott Wetzel. 844 Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. On a Tuesday morning with your truly Scott Wetzel, 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. You want to send a tweet, it is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to, my, uh, go to the website, hit the contact Scott icon, and uh, fire away as uh, LL, uh, the Clearwater Kid, is done. FBI investigation, Scott, on that NASCAR noose hanging deal, and no word yet, really. We all know there are cameras, security, and who else know who knows what else uh, on that 24/7. So really, no word yet from the highest of highest authorities. If they don't come out in the next couple of days with a legitimate conclusion, then I'm going to have to call conspiracy bull butter on the whole thing. I know you're always down with a good conspiracy theory. So what's your take? Shout out to all the other LLs listening. Uh, to our boy at the uh, butt crack of dawn. Yes, it is very, very early, uh, Clearwater Kid. That's okay, though. Uh, I, yes, I mean, listen, we're, we're talking about it. I agree. I, they got to come up with something, right? I mean, if they can arrest the guy in South Dakota, and again, that's in a bar, and, you know, they basically tackled the guy after he sucker punched uh, Dallas Goddard. I get that, but they did. You know, a lot of times, even in the most obvious situations, they sit on these things for a couple of days for whatever reason. But they did, and here you have a video. Again, I'm not even so concerned about whether there's an arrest or I, I just don't like the lack of information. 
This happened Sunday or theoretically maybe even Saturday night. They had all day Sunday to come out with it. They had all day yesterday. The bird brains who cover this dopey sport don't seem to really care about the details. They just care about, okay, a noose was found. They don't seem to wonder, you know, no security, uh, nobody in the garage, you know, on race day, day before race day, night before race day. You're telling me that, that the garage doesn't have someone in it 24-7 with his race car in there? I find that very hard to believe. And if it turns out what John from Manhattan was saying is true, I know exactly what he's talking about. It's like the old garages. You know, you don't, uh, well, now you just press a button and the garage door comes down or it goes up. No big deal. But, uh, you know, back in the heyday, the garage door was, was uh, there was a rope hanging from it. And you pull the rope down and that would, you know, there are two sides to the rope. I don't necessarily remember kind of a noose, but there were, you know, two sides, much like, uh, you know, any window shades that you have, you pull one side and that, you know, lowers it and you pull the other side and that raises it up. You know, could that have been confused? Could that have broke and someone, you know, threw it to the side and maybe just tied it up? Could that have been confused as a noose? You know, we're so quick to jump to conclusions here and create stories where maybe there aren't any that I, I don't doubt it. You know, I really, I don't doubt it. I, I just think it's kind of weird though, that we don't have any more information a couple of days later other than they found the news. And I don't know why they're not delving into this. I don't know why they're not releasing more. You know, they go go through the whole thing, the solidarity, which was beautiful to see yesterday. Um, but you know, if it turns out, what is NASCAR going to do? Is this going to be, then you know, it kind of reminds me of the LeBron James, you know, I'll, I'll bring it up, you know. You know, LeBron James, a few years back, oh, yeah, they wrote all these nasty words on my fence. Okay, let's check out your videotape. Well, well I, I, somehow or another, I don't have it. I, I live in a multi-gazillion-dollar home, but I don't have any security cameras. Hmm, okay, well, let me see the pictures. I'm sure you took some pictures of the stuff that they wrote and painted on your thing, right? Well, no, 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 I really, I didn't take any pictures. I mean, you didn't just cover it up? No, no, no. I, you know, we painted over it. So you painted over these words, but you didn't take any pictures, no camcorders, no cell phones, nothing. No, no proof it really happened. No, 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 of course not. Oh, okay. All right. Well, and then that has gone, you know, uh, unsolved on who supposedly, you know, put some stuff on his on his fence to his house. Um <laughs> You just wonder if it really happened. And in this case, you just, uh, you know, you, you kind of wonder. Um, I don't know what NASCAR would do. Well, you know, do they have enough backbone to say, you know what? Sorry, guys, we effed up. Um, you know, we, we, we thought it was a noose. But in reality, you know, it was just part of the garage door handle. Uh, I, I know we look like a bunch of bozos, but uh, we are NASCAR. Uh, you know, so sorry. I, rather than go on with this... Uh, you know, uh, conspiracy theory of what's going on, and rather than have this, you know, notion out there that NASCAR is filled with a bunch of racists, uh, I'd rather have you think NASCAR is filled with a bunch of bozos, right? Would you rather be known as a bozo or a racist? I think I'd rather be known as a bozo, to tell you the truth. So, in fact, I definitely would. No, who wants to be, you know, known as a racist? So, if you're NASCAR, you'd say, well, you know, we gotta, which one do we want? Would you rather have people think that they're a bunch of racists walking around our tracks? No. So why don't we just tell people the honest truth? We'll see if that's it. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, but if that is the case, that would be actually pretty pretty sad slash funny slash goofy for sure. Uh, Andy in San Antonio and LL checks in on this a Tuesday morning. What's up, Andy? How are you, my friend? Doing good, Scotty. How you doing, buddy? 
Not bad, not bad. What country are you in this time? Is it Germany, Saudi Arabia, you know, Russia? <laughs> where, where, where is our traveling, uh, our traveling favorite LL these days? Well, it, I am cur- it is currently 12.45, and I am in PM, and I'm in Saudi Arabia still. Wow, see, this is perfect for and, you, this show. You know, all the other shows are lousy. This is like ideal time for you, then. You're middle of the afternoon. Absolutely. Well, you know, I normally work nights, so, um, you know, whenever, the, you know, you're recording the podcast, it's right there, and, you know, I'm calling it in the middle of the night, no problem. Well, I got... I'm over here in town right now trying to, you know, do some doing some stuff and so um up during the day. So, you know, yeah, you're right there and I sat there and I looked up. I was just I just happened to get on Twitter and I sat there and said, Holy crap, bagels hell yeah, I can't wait. So I hell I've been waiting for the last couple hours for the show to start up that way I can listen in and call in. So there yeah, you go. absolutely. Cool. cool. Yeah. What's up? You know, it's it's pretty good, you know. Over here, it's hot as hell over here, but you know, it's, it, it ain't it ain't bad at all. It ain't bad at all. Um, hey, did you see that new Dak contract that he uh, where he just signed his franchise tender yesterday yeah. or whatever? Yeah, thirty-one million. Not bad, huh? You know, nah, that's the hell that, that ain't too bad for you know for <laughs> the end of the day. You know, you know, ain't, yeah. ain't too bad of a little haul. I tell you what, you know, me and you've had this conversation several times. I t- if if he better get his head out of his high his his rear end, because you know if if for some reason you know all these sports are going to you know not happen and having reduced things, everybody's taking a hit on all this money. What are they gonna do? What is he gonna do if for some reason um, all of a sudden football loses a bunch of money and then they their salary cap reduces and then that thirty five million dollars that he was gonna get four years. $35 million, $36 million a year, all of a sudden it gets reduced, and then now he can only make $30 million because, you know, the market's down, way down. He better, he yeah, better the, start thinking about that and get his head out of his rear end. Yeah, the NBA players have that concern as well. Every year is kind of precipitated by what happened the previous year. But I, I would think, Andy, that, uh, you know, cooler heads, if you will, would prevail, and both sides would realize, because neither side really wants the cap to go lower. These, these owners make a gazillion dollars. So I, I would think both sides would say, listen, you know, last year, 2020 was a goof. We, we just, let's throw out 2020. We didn't make the money. There was no fans in the stands. And just take 2019's numbers, maybe add 5%, figuring out what each year generally progresses, True. and just take the 5% and add it on to 2019's numbers and, and go from there. I, I got a feeling both sides would agree to something like that. But I agree with you. You know, that, the, That's the other thing. And, you know, If he signs a, a four- or five-year contract with guaranteed money, that generally is guaranteed or he could back end it if it's not and make, you know, basically no money for this year and then back load it. Whereas now, you know, you're right. He signs a $31 million deal, which sounds great. But if there's no football season, he's not making any of that. So. Mm-mm. No. And, you know, I, I'm a firm believer on, you know, I'm a, you know, you take what you can get. And I'm not the type of person that's going to settle for any contract. Cause I had a, I had signed contracts before with my jobs and, but, you know, you, tomorrow's never given. And, you know, you're one mess up away from, you know, he can get hurt in the year. Like you said, you don't play a dime, don't play a down, and because the season's gone and you don't get none of that, none of that's guaranteed. And, you know, what happened, you know, you know you're just one screw up away from, you know, being, being the hell in a handbag. And he's got more money than David Crockett, don't get me wrong, already. 
But, you know, who who wouldn't want an extra 65, $70 million guarantee? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it's up at, no, and, and, It was listen, great talking to you. It was great talking with you. You got it, Andy. Man, appreciate it. Uh, absolutely. You keep in touch, bud. Uh, definitely appreciate that. And as we've talked, um, I just don't think he's that good. I, I just Ultimately, I just don't think he's that good. Now, I have issues with somebody's contract. Do I think Ryan Tannehill's worth $30 million a year? And I do like him, 25-30? No. I mean, the, the Titans really paid him a lot of money as well. But, you know, they were riding the crest of what they accomplished last year. So they were kind of stuck in, in, in a couple of different ways. Whereas I don't think Dallas, you know, Dallas was going the opposite direction. You know, Tennessee finished the season on a high despite their loss, obviously. But, you know, you win a couple of playoff games and you play as well as they did down the stretch of the regular season. You know, you get to the AFC championship game and have a lead, oh, by the way, on, on Kansas City. You know, it's kind of hard to kick your starting quarterback to the curb. It really is. But Dallas, you know, Dallas was the other way. I, I just I don't I don't see 30 million dollars in Dak Prescott. Boy, I don't know what it is. He must be the nicest guy in the world because Jerry Jones is just an absolute love with this guy. Uh, has he done anything wrong off the field? No. Is he Ezekiel Elliott? No. Is he Des Bryant? No. Maybe it's, you know, he's just great by comparison to some of the other mopes that he's had on the, the football team. But to give a guy that kind of money, boy, I, I just, uh, I don't see it. I wouldn't do it. I, I wouldn't. And I'm telling you right now, I would if I'm Kansas City, I'm getting two more years out of uh, Pat Mahomes, and I'm saying don't let the door hit you in the ass. I am not paying. You know, the, the thinking is if you're going to pay a Dak Prescott, a guy who's never won anything, if you're going to give him thirty-one plus million dollars, you know, what are you going to give you know, a guy who's won a Super Bowl already? You know, forty million dollars realistically, right? If I'm you know, his handlers, if, I, if I'm a home agent or father or whoever, I'm going to Kansas City, Andy Reid, their GM, and just saying, we are starting. We're starting at $40 million. Don't even think about handing me a $39.9 million offer. No, it is $40 million. And you're going to give that to a player that's going to eat up that much of your salary cap? I'm not. I'm just not. I, I Hopefully you win another Super Bowl with him. And then I move on. You have his rights for the next two years at moderate money, especially this upcoming season, if there is one. Um, and that, you know, more than any other team, if there's not an NFL season, I think more than any other team, it's the Chiefs that get crushed the most. You could make the case that they could use another offseason. You know, uh, you know, yeah, the Super Bowl hangover, it's tough to repeat and tough to get motivated again. You know, after winning a Super Bowl and playing so many games and playing into February, you clearly, clearly, you can make that case. You know, when's the last time we've had a repeat champ, Dallas? It's been a little while. But on the other hand, the 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 downside, if you're a Chefs fan, is that it's one less year on Mahomes' contract at no money. You know, he's he's making chump change this year. Uh, he'll year number five, I think he's set to make about $10 million or so. So it bumps up a little bit. And I mean a little. So you have two years of paying him next to nothing. You're going to lose one of those years if you don't play this season. That's what's going to suck about it. So it's, it's good emotionally for Kansas City to not have this upcoming season. But uh, the detriment would be that 
you know, they had one less year, Pat Mahomes, under realistic terms. Maybe they sign him. Maybe they do. I'm, I'm sure they will. But you know what? I guarantee you right now, there absolutely positively will be discussion about whether it's right to pay a guy $40 million a year. 844-843-6879. Scott Wetzel on a Tuesday morning. Bagels and Bad Beats. Phone calls coming up. We'll close that hour number one next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. The toll free telephone number. And bagels and bad beats on a Tuesday morning. You know, I'm just looking over to my right here, and I got the TV screen on. Uh, a little sports uh, information being done, and interesting because you know what they have now on the scroll underneath. Uh, and I think this is the four-letter network, little Korean baseball I have on here, just to, to get my mind preoccupied here. For NASCAR story. They have now apparent noose found in the garage. That was not the case yesterday and Sunday. I'm telling you that right now. So it did say also that the, the garage was closed. So I guess they found it Saturday night slash Sunday morning, depending on the, the time. But isn't that interesting that they now threw the apparent in there? I wonder if John in Manhattan, you know, he, we may have been the first one to break this story that this was, that's not funny, really, it's sad. Uh, it's sad that someone would even think about this, but it's even worse that someone would concoct a story and then run with it as far as they did without really doing any due diligence and any research. But I, I wonder if that's what it was. I, I really, you know. I'm telling you, I, I've seen that scroll a zillion times. I have, uh, you know, whether it's Fox or ESPN or whatever on all the time. And I'm always looking underneath there. And I've never, you know, over the last two days, I don't remember anyway, seeing a parent noose. Interesting. All right. Hour number one is in the books. Hour number two coming up. 844-843-6879. Our toll-free telephone number again, 844-843-6879. Brian Edwards, senior handicapper. Over at the great website I like to, to read all the time, VegasInsider.com will join us next hour. Dane Martinez from SportsGrid, I believe, will join us as well. Uh, plus more phone calls, emails, and tweets all coming up. Bagels and Bad Beats on a uh, Tuesday morning right here. Here's truly God Wetzel. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.